Hello, 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 everyone, everyone, everyone. Sharice Johnson Moore here, your host for Daily Devotional, and I come to bring you hope. I am your hope builder, lifting you up out of your sorrow by guiding you to see the Christ within through scripture and practical applications. It's time for our Daily Devotional today, and we will be talking about the second Samuel. Chapter 21, 1 through 22. And it discusses David avenges the Gibeonites. David avenges the Gibeonites. And Philistine giants destroy. Philistine giants destroy. Alright, so once you get your Bibles your tablets, your cell phones, your pads, however you may be reading the word. And come on, and let's do this. Like brew this. Come on now, come on. We gotta have we gotta get this word in for the day and you know and and motivate our motivate ourselves if through the word. Motivate ourselves in the word. Motivate ourselves of cause of this word because This word has power, this word has strength, this word has vigor, this word has motivation, this word has invigoration, this word has everything that you need and more. So come on now, let's do this and get into our daily devotional. Authors, 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 have you written a book? Are you an experienced author or a new author? Well, I've got news for you. Authors Excerpt Sunday is the perfect start to growing your audience awareness with the public. Authors Excerpt Sunday has interview spots available in many forms. Live broadcasting done on all social media outlets, television, and podcasting. We would love to help you tell the world about your book. You can reach us at I am Sharice at ShariceNJohnsonMoore.com or 724-570-1153 for further details. And let's tell the world about your book. Second. Samuel chapter 21, 1 through 22. 2 Samuel chapter 21, 1 through 22. And it reads, Then there was a famine in the days of David three days, year after year. And David inquired of the Lord. And the Lord answered, It is a it is for Saul and for his bloody house because he slew the Gibeonites and the king called the Gibeonites and said unto them now the Gibeonites were not of the children of Israel but of the remnant of the Amorites and the children of Israel had sworn unto them 
And Saul sought to slay them in his zeal to the children of Israel and Judah. Wherefore David said unto the Gibeonites, What shall I do for you? And wherewith shall I make the atonement, that ye may bless the inheritance of the Lord? And the Gibeonites said unto him, We will have no silver nor gold of Saul, nor of his house, neither for us shall thou kill any man in Israel. And he said, What ye shall say, that will I do for you. They answered the king, The man that consumed us, and that devised against us, that we should be destroyed from remaining in any of the coast of Israel. Let seven men of his sons be delivered unto us, and we will hang them up unto the Lord in Gibeah of Saul, whom the Lord did choose, And the king said, I will give them. But the king spared Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, because of the Lord's oath that was between them, between David and Jonathan, the son of Saul. But the king took the two sons of Rizpah, the daughter of Ayah, whom she bare unto Saul, army, army, armon, Armony, Mephibosheth, Armony, and Mephibosheth, and the five sons of Michelle, the daughter of Saul, whom she brought up for Adriel, the son of Barzillia, the Mohoite, and he delivered them into the hands of the Gibeonites. And they hanged them in the hill before the Lord. And they fell all seven together, and were put to death in the days of harvest, in the first days, in the beginning of barley harvest. And Rizpha, the daughter of Ayah, took sackcloth and spread it from, and spread it for her upon the rock, from the beginning of harvest until water dropped upon them out of heaven and suffered neither the birds of the air to rest on them by day nor the beasts of the field by night and it was told David what Rizpah the daughter of Aya the concubine of Saul had done and David went and took the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan his son from the men of Jabesh Gilead, which had stolen them from the streets of Bethshane, where the Philistines had hanged them when the Philistines had slain Saul in Gilboa. And he brought up from thence the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan his son, and they gathered the bones of them that were hanged and the bones of Saul and Jonathan his son buried, buried they in the country of Benjamin in 
Zula. Zila. Zila. In the sepulchre of Kish, his father. And they performed all that the king commanded. And after that, God was entreated for God was entreated for the land. Moreover, the Philistines had yet war again with Israel. And David went down and his servants with him and fought against the Philistines. And David waxed faint. And Ishbabunah, which was the sons of the giant, the weight of whose spear weighed 300 shekels of brass in weight. He, be, being girded with a new sword, thought to have slain David. <laughs> but Abishai, the son of Zeruah, secured him and smote the Philistine and killed him. Then the men of David swear unto him, saying, Thou shalt go no more out to us to battle, that thou quench not the light of Israel. And it came to pass after this that there was again a battle with the Philistines of Gob. Then Sibichi and Hashuite, Hashakite slew Sephah, which was of the sons of the giant. And there was again a battle in Gob with the Philistines, where Helenah, Elhanan, Elhanan, the son of Jahari or Egrim, Jahari Ogrim, uh, a Bethlehemite, slew the brother of Goliath, the Gittite, the staff of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. And there was yet a battle in Gath, where was a man of great statue that had on every hand six fingers and on every foot six toes, four and twenty in number. And he also was born to the giant. And when he defied Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shemiel, the brother of David, slew him. These four were born to the giant in Gal and fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. I had just read um, 2 Samuel chapter 21, 1 through 22. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, me. Oh, dear Heavenly Father. You shall conquer all today. You shall conquer all today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I I just hit it in my spirit. I hit it in my spirit. You shall conquer all today. No matter what is brought upon you, you shall conquer all today. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving us the strength to rise and the strength to have this breath that you place in our bodies to breathe, to breathe in. To breathe out, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for all that you have done for us. From preparing us in our mother's womb to birth 
to childhood, through teenage, through all, all our steps in our lives, Lord. You have done enough. Lord, we thank you. We thank you so much, Lord. We thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we do pray. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to have this breath in our body and activity of our limbs. And we are in our right minds, Lord. We thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. May you add a blessing to the reading of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hello to all my entrepreneurs. My name is Sharice Johnson-Moore. I am the owner, CEO of LBM TV. It is a streaming channel that can be located on the C1 Media Network Smart TV app. This app can be located on Apple TV, Roku TV, Amazon Fire Stick, Android TV, and Google TV. We have advertising spots available for businesses that want to advertise their products or services on our channel. We have an audience of 4.25 million viewers daily reaching 70 plus countries. We have advertising packages to fit your company's needs. We would love for you to join the LBM family. You can reach us through our email address, lbmtvmedia at gmail.com or call us at 724-570-1153 for further details. Talk to you soon and let's advertise, advertise and tell the world what you are made of. Now we see that David is still dealing with stuff that Saul did. That's terrible. I, I mean, you know, you would think everything that was done when Saul was living was final and over. But we see that, no, it is not. And because of an aunt, that was done to someone else by Saul. Now David is in his older years and this stuff still coming to him to deal with. And we find out in the in this chapter that um, you know, David has been you know David still has you know, David still has to, you know, do his kingly duties even after Absalom, his son is dead. He doesn't go into retreat. He goes into beast mode, seems like to me, from what I've been reading. And sometimes death can have an effect on you because you realize sometimes that uh, you have no more time to waste. You have no time, you know, especially when your, ch- when your children pass, you, you, find out that you have no time to waste, to be sad, to be mournful. And David has gone into this phase of, look, let me go ahead and handle this stuff and get it on out the way. Now, famine has come into the land 
and been there for years. It says, Then there was a famine in the days of David three years, year after year. And David had a conversation. He asked the Lord these questions. It says, And David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered it. Answered, it is for Saul, for his bloody house, because he slew the Gibeonites. And you know, Saul back in the day, he was just all, all uh, Mr. Mr. Cocker thirsty. You know, where I'm, a, I'm a cocker all these people, and I'm, I'm gonna just show my power, and I'm gonna just be, a, be a tyrant. You know, tyrant. You know. And the king called the Gibeonites and said unto them, Now the Gibeonites were not of the children of Israel, but the remnants of the Amorites. And the children of Israel had sworn unto them, and Saul sought to slay them in his zeal to the children of Israel and Judah. He thought, Saul thought he was doing it because of the children of Israel and Judah. He thought he was right for what he, he was doing. He thought he was right in his conquest because he thought he was doing it as the king of the children of Israel and Judah to take the Gibeonites. And he wanted to conquer everybody else around him that wasn't with, his, wasn't with children of Israel or Judah. Therefore, David, wherefore David said unto the Gibeonites, What shall I do for you, and wherewith shall I make the atonement that ye may bless the inheritance of the Lord? And the Gibeonites said this in return We don't want no silver, no gold, or souls. We don't want his house. Neither for neither for us shall thou kill any man in Israel. Okay? Okay, so, we don't want nobody dead, we don't want no gold, we don't want no silver, and we don't want the man, and we don't want nobody to keep, okay? You know, we don't, we have no desire for that. And they answered the king, and they answered the king, the man that consumed us, and, and that devised against us, that we should be destroyed for remaining in any other coast of Israel. So, Saul was trying to get rid of the Gibeonites because they were still in the land of Israel. He didn't want nobody else to live there except Israel, children of Israel, and, and, and Judah, children of Judah. He didn't want them. He didn't want nobody else to live in that part of their, their world, you know, in, the, in their area. He didn't want no outsiders in the area. So, he said, so the children, uh, the children, so the Gibeonites said, let seven men of his son be delivered unto us and we will hang them unto the Lord in Gibeon of Saul, whom the Lord did choose. And the king said, I will give them. I will give them. But the king had one person. He had one person. He, he, 
he made sure Mephibosheth lived. Now, Mephibosheth, out of this request from the Gibeonites, Mephibosheth should have died because he was a child of king. He was, Mephibosheth was the King Saul's grandson. They say, okay, well, King Saul did, Saul did, Jonathan did, or Mephibosheth is living, that's grandson, he's supposed to have died. But because of the bond and the responsibility and the words uh, that he made a promise between him and God about Mephibosheth, Mephibosheth gets to live. He's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going back on my word on that. He, King Davidson, I ain't going back on my word on that. I made a promise between me and the Lord about Mephibosheth. Now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cast my stone, I'm not gonna cast my, you know, cast that on myself, curse myself by reneging on something I said. I made a, a I made a covenant with the Lord about Mephibosheth. And Okay, but the king spared Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, because the Lord's oath that was between them. See, okay, uh, between David and Jonathan, and the son of Saul. But the king took the took the two sons of Rispa, the daughter of Ai, Ai, whom she bare unto Saul, Armoni, and Mephibosheth. But the king took the two sons of Rispa, the daughter of Aia, whom she bare unto Saul, Armoni, and Mephibosheth, and the five sons of Michelle, the daughter of Saul, whom she brought up for Adriel, the son of Barzillia, the Maholite. survived that was Mephibosheth. And he delivered them to the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them in the hill before the Lord. They fell all seven together, and were put to death in the days of harvest, in the first days, in the beginning of barley harvest. And Rispa, the daughter of Aya, took sackcloth. Rispa, the daughter of Aya, took sackcloth and spread it for her upon the rock. So Aya was killed, was, was sacrificed for the Gibeonites. And took sack, uh, riskful sackcloth, okay, harvest until water dropped upon them out of heaven. Suffered neither bird, no, suffered neither the birds of the air to rest on them by day, nor beasts of the field by night. And it was told David what rest for the daughter of Aya, the concubine of Saul, had done. And then David goes and he took the bones of Saul and Jonathan. From the men of Jabesh Gilead, 
which had they had they had stolen them and stolen them from the streets of Bethshane when they killed them with the Philistines, hanged them. And they slain them in Gil 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 Gilboa. He takes those bones and he buries those bones with the family members that were just hanged in the city. He puts all the relatives together. He puts the seven that were hanged and Jonathan and Saul all seven, eight, nine, that's nine people. He puts all nine people in one one uh one grave site in a bury in a sepulcher. He puts them, he make he desire he puts them all together, buried as a family. And then here go David. David said, okay, all right, I've done that. And then here we go. We gotta deal with these daggone Philistines again. Ooh, these Philistines, they can work a nerve, child. It says, and David, moreover, the Philistines had yet war again with Israel. And David went down and his servants with him and fought against the Philistines. And David waxed faint. Okay. And Ishbobinab, oh, Ishbi, Ishbibab, be Ish, be, 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 okay, two B's in there, um, which was one of the sons of the giants, uh, weight of, weight of, whose spear weighed 300 shekels of brass and weight, he being girded with a new sword, thought to have slain David. Okay. That won't happen. <laughs> and Abishai, son of Zerua, secured him and smote the Philistines and killed him. Then the men of David swore unto him, saying, Thou shalt go no more out with us to battle. Because they say that's too close of a call, man. That's too close of a call. No, we got this. We got this. You got you. You're a little bit too old right now. You a little bit. You 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 kind of long in the tooth. You know, and uh, you need to sit at home and uh, let us do the fighting. You know, I, you know, I, I know you mean good. You know, I know you mean good, King David, but you're a little bit too old, and we don't want, we don't need no more. We don't want to take them kind of chances with you dying in battle. We, we need you. We want you to stay at home. We want you to stay secure in the castle where you at in Jerusalem, and you could do your reign from there. But we got this. So, so King David is not allowed in battle anymore because they thought they had a close call. And it's good to have people that got your back. It is so good to have people that got your back. It's so good to have people that got your back because. You know, in your spirit, you be like, oh, you know, it's, it can't, it, 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 
it brings the weight off of your shoulders when you know you know you 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 know that 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 you got somebody that's got your back. It is t- it's a totally different feeling, totally. So that point on, the men that fought for King David, they went out and did the fighting for him and had him stay at home. And they conquered all, they conquered Goliath's son, they conquered uh, this other, they they conquered. Okay, and it came to pass, after this, that there was again a battle of Philistines and God. When Sibichi, the Hushite, Hushasite, slew Safer which was one of the sons of the giant. Okay, that's Safer. Okay, that's one. And then there was again a battle of gold in the Philistines where El-Ha-Hana, the son of Jeru-Ah-Ba-Jeru-Ah-Ja-Ja-Ari-Or-Eham. Jim, okay. Ja-Ari-Or-E-Jim. Arajim of Bethlehemite slew the brother of Goliath the Gittite. Okay, the stamp of whose spear was like a weaver's beam, almost just like Goliath's. Remember when David was a boy, had the same description, the same kind of like they made all their spears to look the same and it looked like a big piece of metal. Because they were giants and they needed bigger, they needed bigger uh, weapons, and and they and they slew him. And there was yet a battle in Gath with a man of great stature that had every hand six fingers and six toes, and anyway, so and when he defied Israel, Jonathan the son of Shemiel the brother of David, slew him. These squall were born in the giant in the giant in Gath, to the giant in Gath, and fell by the hand of David and by the hands of his servants. So, that's a long time. David been alive for a long time. Long, 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 long time, long time, long time. You know, long time. You know, and he been battling all his life since he was a little boy. And now, David has gotten older, little gray, you know, a little, little long in the tooth. And they like, and, and, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm, this is the longest I have, I have read in this, in this, in this Bible. I'm gonna say this. I have seen King David go from a little boy, from a little sheep hurdle, from a little sheep hurdle, from small beginnings up into ruling a whole kingdom, two kingdoms, children of Israel and Judah. And still want to go out to battle. And now he is in his older, wiser years, and everybody is saying, no, we got you. This is how you know that you have done something right in your life, that you have to, you have carried these people, 
You have done what God has asked you to do, and now He is showing you favor among. He is showing you favor beyond favor beyond favor because these people have turned around and will not leave his side. They have not departed. They have not run to the left or run to the right or abandoned him or forsaken him. And then the ones that did do this, they didn't live long. They ain't live long. They did not live long. I noticed that. That when you get off the path, God has you on a path to stick with someone. And you turn around and you turn against that person, your time is short. Because you were supposed to stick with somebody, but because you thought the grass was green on the other side, you cut your time short. You know, and it is so, David's been around and I have really had to sit here and contemplate that he lived the same life as someone we have, you know, like an older person in our generation. Where they toiled in the field, they was out in the field, they was in the field, in the picking cotton, picking beans, picking this, you know, they doing their work, you know, small beginnings, don't despise them. And he, they go through life and they do what they do and they stick with the Lord and the Lord gives them a blessing on their life when they were younger and God has laid his hand on you and once God laid his hand on you, nothing can take that off. Nothing can take it away. Nobody can, nobody can put that sunder. No, nothing, nothing can remove the hand of God off you once he wants you to be blessed and wants you to be his. See what he did for Moses, right? You know, <clears throat> the little boy, you go with a little boy, you see your own people sneaking and conniving against you, and they plotting against you, and God makes a way out of no way, and, and he turns around before you know Moses is leading the children of Israel. Same example. He could take you from in the field to leading the field. Oh, hallelujah. We can take you from working in the field to leading the field. He can take, you know, you working in, you know, you working doing your little don't look. Let me tell you something. God does things in his own time, but you got to have some patience. Everything ain't done overnight. King David did not become king overnight. He did not cut rope. He did. He wasn't. He wasn't underbidding people. He wasn't. Um, uh, did that sneaky handed talk behind your back stuff. He wasn't doing none of that. Even when Saul turned against him, he still had respect for his elders. He still had respect for his elders. So, my question for you today is, what kind of legacy are you going to leave? What kind of legacy are you going to leave? Is it that you're going to be old and miserable or old and miserable by yourself because you, you didn't know how to treat people? Or, or, or is it going to be abundance? Okay, well, 
uh, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, they, I don't have to want for nothing. If I have, if I want something, they go get it from me. If it's this, if it's that. What? Because all this goes back to how you treat people. Huh. All this goes back the way King David is living now, where everybody got his back. It's because the way he treated people when he was coming, when he was coming, when he was from a little boy all the way up to this time, he never, he never, he, 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 he never dogged anybody out. Except for maybe that one little mistake about that, the woman, about the woman, and then he had to pay for that. You know, you know, he he paid the price for that mistake about that going after that man's wife. You know, Uriah. You know, Uriah. He, he set him up, get him. Okay, where are you? Okay, that's up. Okay, now let me take something from you. He paid the price for that, and still live. And now he understood what it means to look. Let me do unto the Lord because I don't want him to take nothing else from me. I already, I've already lost my one son, and I lost my other son. and killed the other son, and now I, the other son did. So I really don't have nothing left. So let me value what I do have, and that's the people around me. You know, he is making up. He is making an atonement for everything that he has. That the mistake that woman. That one mistake and how you messed up for the rest of your life. But he knows where his error is and he makes the correction. That's another point that he does. The King David said, look, I made this mistake, Lord. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, he apologized to the Lord. He atoned. And he, he makes the rest of his life in a correction. He lives to be for the people. He lives to live right. He, live, he put the concubines away after his son died. He said, I don't even want them. The first son, after the first son was dead, was killed, he said, I don't need, uh-uh, no, I don't, I don't want no concubines. I don't need that. Put them away. And they died. Just They just were taken care of in a place and won't nobody doing nothing with them. So they just sat there and they all old, got old and died in the palace. He made that correction. I won't live right. I was living full of sin. I was I was covenant of somebody else's wife, and now I can't live like that. So now I've done what I do. I I I got to live my life right, and so because he is living his life right, it's always always counseling with the Lord. If you have you noticed that that David is always counseling with the Lord, even when he knows he and he knows. He had to apologize for his sins. He came and admitted that he was wrong. Came and he is trying to live right. So my my thing, my 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 question to you is: Don't have you ever went to God and apologized for something that you have done or said or did to someone? And then now you want to make an, that's called an atonement for your wrongs. And have you decided to go through your life, well, continue your life, the life, the rest of the life that you live, to live right for the Lord. Okay. Have you went to the Lord for atonement for something you might have said, did, or done to someone? And then you took the rest of your life and 
went and lived it right for the Lord to make sure you did not uh, uh, offend God or uh, 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 commit any of the deadly, seven deadly sins, you know. Have you decided that? And if you have, you know, if you have done that, God is pleased. I just want to let you know. God is pleased with what you're doing. God is there for what you're doing. God is... There's nothing like apologizing for something you might have done to somebody. It frees them and you at the same time. So, that's my message for today. And I love you. And I'll talk to you again on Daily Devotionals. Hello to all my entrepreneurs. My name is Sharice Johnson-Moore and welcome to Sharice Johnson-Moore's podcast. Do you have products and services that you want to tell the world about? Well, I have an offer for you. Did you know that when you make a 60-minute voiceover ad and place it in podcasts, that it increases your business awareness by 50% in the marketplace? Voiceover ads aren't that expensive. They range from $15 to $25. It all depends on where you place your ad in the podcast. So come on in and place your ad on Sharice Johnson Moore's podcast and tell the world what you have to offer. You can reach me at IamSharice at ShariceNJohnsonMoore.com or 724-570-1153 for further details. Come on, let's tell the world what you are made of. All right, all right, all right. Hey, everyone. I know that it has been an honor and a privilege for me to bring you this word each and every day. And I greatly appreciate your love and support of Sharice Johnson Moore's podcast. This is the segment entitled Daily Devotional. And I want to say I love you and I thank you and I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate all the love that you give to me by taking out your time and listening to my podcast. Okay? So, you go and have a nice day and you, you know, consider, you know, thinking about, you know, thinking about someone else's you know, feeling or situation or, and just do your part, just do your part and let God lead you to where he wants you to go, okay? I love you and y'all have a blessed day.